Hey, everybody. Have you ever watched a game and said to your buddies, I knew, insert player name here, was going to do that? Alas, the sports gods have delivered us a solution. The Thrive Fantasy app. Thrive is a -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app specifically for player props. They've eliminated the need to do countless hours of research because they only ask you about top-tier athletes in the NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, or esports. For the NFL, you choose 10 out of 20 player prop options, and yes, even Falcons players are available. For fans of the NBA, MLB, or PGA and esports events, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options to complete your lineup. Thrive even offers new contests daily for each PGA event, meaning if your golfer doesn't make the cut, you'll still have a chance to win big. By this time, you should be asking, but Nick, how do I make money? Well, Each prop has an associated over or under fantasy point total based on its likelihood to occur. But beware, the more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is. By racking up the most points, you win the prize pool. And since launching in 2018, Thrive has paid out more than $1.3 million in prizes. So what are you waiting for? Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. Yes, that's $20. And also, code ROOM303. Download Thrive Fantasy and prop up today. Not all states qualify. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to podcast ROOM303. I'm your host, Jermaine Club Mendez. This is my co-host, Nicholas Moran. And we are here for the final installment of our four-part miniseries, Breaking down the NFL top 100. How are you feeling today, Nick? I'm feeling great. If you guys didn't listen to parts one through three, highly recommend you do that. Obviously, that's uh, 100 to 26, where we are right now. We're going to start at 25. Jermaine will will reveal that in a second. I can't talk what's what's changed. Uh, Just to give you a brief breakdown of where we're at, obviously, number 100 was Justin Tucker. And number 26 was Chandler Jones. So if you can get any indication of our list from those two picks, uh, there you go. But make sure you guys go check out uh, parts one through three or don't. I mean, we can't really tell you what to do. You're all grown adults. But uh, that's what we recommend here at Podcast Room 303. Yeah, I mean, if you are, you could jump in for just the top 25. But it doesn't seem it's, it's like reading a book for the last 100 pages only. <laughs> the last paragraph of a book, yeah. <laughs> Do you even know what a book is, Nick? No. Uh, the, those are those things that they make the tablets for, right? The Kindle <laughs> Fires. Those those are the files that go on there. Yeah, they're uh, they're electronic things. No, he's that dude that ran for president. That's what it is. That's a book. Dude, Booker T should run for president. What do you think? Booker T. <laughs> Remember when he was dressed as a, as the king, King Booker, and he's just walking around in the crown and the cape? We should get him wearing that, running for president. That's a huge man wearing a crown and a cape. <laughs> that dude's gigantic. That's like three capes stitched together. Just shaking his hand in front of people. <laughs> Incredible. So, Jermaine, as, as uh, with Room 303 and as with these special episodes, we do have a bit of trivia. So would you like to take the people through a little bit of trivia? Sure. The trivia question today, ladies and gentlemen, is about the NFL Top 100 list. So for the last uh, 10 years, it's been a decade now that they've been doing this list, they rank the Top 100 players after, after a season has just been played. So we want to know how many teams that have led the NFL top 100 with most selections have won the Super Bowl that year. So, uh, 2011, for example, the Packers won the Super Bowl. And when the list came out, you have to know which team had the most selections and if they won the Super Bowl that year. So, did the Packers have the most? All right. We'll get you that answer at the end of this podcast. With that being said, we're going to go ahead and kick it off and move in to the selections. So coming in at number 25 is a Super Bowl champion. 
wide receiver for the Kansas City Chiefs, Tyreek Hill, a la the cheetah. This boy can fly. He's an absolute game breaker. I mean, at this point of the list, we don't really have to tell you why they're here. Everyone should just know. <laughs> but with that being said, Tyreek Hill had an 85.5 <clears throat> pro football focus grade, and he had a nine added value. He did miss some time this year, so his statistics are a little lower, but uh, he still averaged 14.8 yards per reception and 71.7 yards per game. So he's still getting out there and, and getting it done. So he had 58 catches for 860 yards and seven touchdowns. So That's even pretty decent. Pigskins pig, pig well. Pigskins pretty well. This dude's – uh, it was tough <laughs> trying not to get him higher on the list, but there's just so many good receivers this year. It's it's pretty uh, pretty outrageous. And also, we're a defensive-minded podca- podcast, so we, you know we had to we had to show some love to the defensive uh, linemen and the hog mollies. But that was uh, Tyreek Hill at twenty-five, and and that was just an excellent segue that I set up myself because coming in at number twenty-four is Baltimore Ravens left tackle Ronnie Stanley. Now, Ronnie Stanley, anytime that a guy wins MVP and he's a quarterback, you can instantly look at his left tackle and give that guy pretty big props. Stanley only played in 15 games last year, Jermaine, but led pro football reference in all of their approximate value, which is their created uh, metric to determine how valuable a player is to his team. Played 14 games last year, excuse me, 14 games, and had an added value of 18. By the way, the average added value is like six or seven, right? He had he made his first first team All Pro last year. Obviously, protecting the blind side of Lamar Jackson, like we said, uh, not a very good Pro Football Focus grade, eighty eight point five. Uh, it probably comes from the fact that he only played uh, nine hundred thirty eight snaps, but he's one of only five offensive linemen in the NFL to give up zero sacks and only had four penalties all year in 938 snaps. So, number 24, Ronnie Stanley, very Ronnie Stanley, very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> we love the Hog Mollies on this uh, podcast. Love them. Love them. Big boys up front with those big old legs. And uh, we're, we go to the other side of the ball for number 23. We've got Joey Bosa of... The Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, what more can you say? I mean, the dude signed a contract <laughs> this offseason that uh, pretty much justified this ranking. So he had an 89.6 pro football focus grade and 11 added value coming from the defensive end possessions, uh, position. So he had 11 and a half sacks last year and uh, 31 quarterback hits. One forced fumble and 67 combined tackles with 47 being being uh, solo tackles. Uh, Joey Bosa got paid, and uh, he's going to keep terrorizing the league for years to come. I actually hope that Nick Bosa just uh, signs with the Chargers instead of re-signing with the... Uh... <laughs> have, have the two Bosa brothers as ends as edge rushers? Yeah, that's what I should do oh about it. That would be... <laughs> That would be pretty awesome. So I'm going to start a team, and it's going to be the Bosa brothers and the Watt brothers all on the same team. <laughs> well, make make sure you sign uh, who's Chris Watt is the fullback. Yeah, yeah. Is it Derek Derek Watt? Derek Watt. That's his name. Yeah, Derek Watt. Yeah. So <laughs> start that team, and then we'll have the McCordy twins in the secondary. There we go. And the uh, um, who's the Seahawks brothers? Oh, the Griffin boys. The, the, the Griffin boys. That's right. Yo, that's a Who great else? defense, bro. <laughs> just start. Just get a get a team, but it has to be all related. So the, the Gronks can be in there. The Gronkowskis can be in there. Who's Gronk has a brother in the league? Yeah, he's a, he was a fullback for the Broncos. We don't I think need that, I, fullbacks. I think his name was Chris Gronkowski. I think you're just. I think you're a bold faced lie. Who? Who would we get as a quarterback, though? Oh well, I don't, I don't know about the offensive side of the ball. Well, we'd have to do brothers, of course. But how? How? There's no offensive brothers, I don't think. It doesn't matter. If only there if we're was going full in on the brothers. If only there was a quarterback whose name was Brothers, because then we could use that as a loophole. 
<laughs> that's pretty good. All right, so that, was, uh, that was number 23, Joey Bosa. Coming in at number 22, uh, a guy that really, Duran and I both wanted to rank as high as we possibly could uh, because we've uh, lamented on this man podcast after podcast, phrasing him despite coaching and a uh, offensive line that generally employs a sort of swinging gate policy for blocking defensive ends. That's, of course, Texans quarterback Deshaun Watson, number 22 on our list. Deshaun Watson um, didn't receive a very high grade from pro football focus in terms of quarterbacks. He was kind of middle of the pack, 81.3. Uh, his also average uh, approximate value was 16. But you got to really look behind like what he's playing in, right? 67% completion percentage. Uh, that was third highest among uh, quarterbacks last year. Threw for 3,800 yards, 26 touchdowns, and 12 interceptions. Uh, it's really you, you got to look behind. You, you got to look past, I guess. Stats. I, I guess this is one of those ones, Jermaine, that stats don't say the the whole thing because he is really just a game changing quarterback. And and if he was not the quarterback of the Texans, the Texans would probably be a perennial four and twelve team. And because he is their quarterback, they are perennial per, perennially a playoff team. That word gets you. So number twenty-two, time. Deshaun Watson. You like to use yeah, that perennially. Word. I gotta stop saying that. <laughs> you can't get it out every time. So Deshaun Watson um, seems like we've got him accurately ranked on this list, but this is gonna this is gonna this is gonna ruffle some feathers because there are some Deshaun Watson believers back there. So uh, shout out my boy, in spite of Bill O'Brien, getting it done. Here's a question for you. Do you think the Texans are going to be bad this year? Yes. I think they're going to go. Next question. I think they're going to go 0 and 4 to start the season, bro. So what so what do you think their final record's going to be? I was thinking about that. I look I was looking at this record and I was just like, man, it's probably going to be I th- I think they get 6 wins. 6 wins? 6 wins and I feel like I'm being generous. So on the next podcast after this, we're going to have to take a look at the the Texans schedule and, and analyze this in uh, in more depth because I can't I can't provide a solid answer for you right now. But that sounds that sounds pretty good. Texans six and six and ten book it. Look look at the four teams they open the season with. Are you ready? Okay. Chiefs, Ravens, Steelers, and then Vikings. Okay. Yeah. So zero and four. Yeah, going forward to start the season, right? Yeah, that's what yeah. I thought. Remember, remember when we were talking about this, and you told me, "Well, they don't play the Chiefs every week." Yeah, they don't. I, well, they, I think they I play. Think, they play teams that are like pretty, pretty darn decent. No, no after that, dude, it's Jaguars, Titans, <laughs> Jaguars, Browns. Jaguars Lions. beat the Colts. <laughs> they got windshield. <laughs> Winchid. All right, dude, we keep going on tangents. Let's finish this list. Here's a question for you. If the Jaguars had uh, Gardner Menchu a year early, do they go to the Super Bowl? What do you mean a year early? Like in 2017, if they had Gardner Menchu, do they win the Super Bowl? Instead of Blake Bortles, yeah. I'm not yeah. saying win the Super Bowl. Do they go to the Super Bowl? I think they win it. All right, go back to the list. <laughs> I think they win it, bro. Uh, sign me up for that for that alternative universe. Jaguars what Super Bowl if? champions. Anyway, we'll do that on the next podcast. Jaguars, what if? <laughs> uh, let's move on to number twenty-one. Twenty-one. It's, a, it's actually another hog molly. Another hog molly, and on this podcast, we love hog mollies. Casey, another heard one. It's almost like their position is the most underrecognized and. Uh, most important in uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> another one, DJ Khaled voice. So it's actually a, uh, it's actually Zach Martin for the Dallas Cowboys. He had a Pro Football Focus grade of eighty eight point one and a Pro Football Reference added value of fifteen. Fifteen that comes in uh, third place of all tackles. So. And he played 1,114 snaps. And of the ta- or of the offensive linemen we have on this list, he had the most snaps with two penalties and zero sacks allowed. I mean, what more can you say? He's the anchor of this line. 
Uh, and everyone talks about how it's one of the best lines of football. Although it did take a few hits with retirements and injuries, it's still really good. And this and this man should be ranked accordingly. Yeah, it's a great uh, it's a great position for him. Excuse me. Uh, so that was uh, what number was that, Jermaine? Twenty one. That was number 21, Zach Martin. Coming in at number 20 is a guy I absolutely despise. <laughs> he knows uh, exactly when to trash talk, and he normally does it after uh, my favorite team's behinds have been whooped twice a year. I'm obviously talking about number 20 on our list, Saints defensive lineman Cameron Jordan. Cameron Jordan, obviously, last year uh, didn't really have an all-pro season like we're used to seeing from him. He was a player of the week. Uh, last uh, he was a player of the week in week 13 uh, he was ninth in the NFL in tackles for loss and he was third in the NFL with sacks with 15 and a half sacks his pro football focus grade again is kind of middle of the pack for well, middle of the pack for elite defensive linemen right 87.6 uh, 13 uh, approximate value but he's kind of that guy that can that, that can do everything like we said he can rush the passer uh, but he can also drop back in coverage. Three pass deflections, one forced fumble. Um, we already talked about the sacks. 53 tackles, 25 quarterback hits for Cameron Jordan. He's just an all-around guy who the Saints really play everywhere, and he's been that anchor of the Saints defense for a while and was in 2019. So number 20, Cameron Jordan. Yeah, uh, Cameron Jordan did make the uh, All-Pro last year. Did he? Yes. <laughs> oh. He was that good. Dude is uh he's actually I feel like he gets I'm not sure it's probably because Michael Thomas and Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees are all in the Saints but I feel like he doesn't get enough recognition league wide but he should be super happy he's gonna check this list and see that he came in at number twenty he's gonna be able to sleep easy at night <laughs> knowing knowing that we knowing that we ranked in top twenty so you're welcome Cam we're in Jordan so at number nineteen we actually have the we have the third tight end coming off the board. Super Bowl champion, Kansas City Chiefs, Travis Kelsey, right? He's definitely the best pass-catching tight end in the league. Where he just takes a little bit of a step down is he's not as good a blocker for the run game as the guy that will be mentioned later. I mean, if you, if you watch football, you know who's coming next. So pro football focus grade of 85.1 and a pro football reference uh, added value of 13, right? And that's the highest among tight ends. So he had 97 catches for 1,229 yards last year and five touchdowns with a 12.7 yards per reception and 76.8 yards per game, which, dang, that's, that's a lot coming from your tight end. I'm actually uh, surprised at how little touchdowns he had, though. When we were when we were putting this list together, I thought he would have a bit more. But yeah. Travis, Travis Kelsey, top twenty and a Super Bowl champion, he's living a good life. I mean, <laughs> it's a miracle. It, it's it, it's a testament to his place on this list right now with the Niners' uh, philosophy in the run game that he's uh, a, even able to post those numbers. He's not on the Niners. He's on the Chiefs. Oh, the Chiefs. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, the, the 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 Chiefs just have so many just have so many weapons, right? That it's just kind of I guess in the red zone you don't you don't really go to him as much. Oh, okay, yeah, that would explain the touchdowns definitely. Actually, look, dude, we just found a we just found some offensive brothers, Travis Kelsey and Jason Kelsey. There we go. Look at that. <laughs> All right, that was on. number nineteen, Travis Kelsey. Number eighteen is a guy that recently uh, left purgatory, football purgatory, and is now playing on a uh, good, uh, good uh, team, attempting to revive the days of the Legion of Boom. Jermaine, what? It's obviously uh, Seahawks safety Jamal Adams. Last year, obviously not with the Seahawks, was traded uh, at the beginning of the year from the New York Jets to the Seahawks. So, for our purposes of our list, he is a New York Jet. Uh, last year, obviously, first his first time on the first team All Pro. He was a defensive player of the week in Week Ten. He had a fumble return touchdown and an interception return for a touchdown. Uh, his interception obviously was a sixty-one yard uh, interception return for a touchdown. He is the highest ranked safety 
on our list. Uh, pro football focus grade of just under 90, 87.9. Um, what can't this man do, Jermaine? One interception, I can't two that. touchdowns, seven passes defended, two forced fumbles, six and a half sacks, 25 combined tackles, 61 of them being solo. He is the antithesis of the sweeper safety that we have been talking about the whole time. He's the one that taught these young bloods how to do it. And that's Jamal Adams. And he holds a place in number 18 on our list. Yeah, just five. So I'm, he, he's an outrageous safety to watch. Um, he's, I mean, is he really a safety? Sometimes he's a linebacker. <laughs> you know what I mean? This dude is that talented. He's just, he's just a defensive football player. Uh, Speaking of defensive football players, number 17 is indeed a linebacker coming off this list. He was another All-Pro last season uh, and a New Orleans Saints as well. His name is Demario Davis. Uh, He's actually one of the key figures in helping turn the Saints defense around and making it this uh, monstrous force that it is. He had a 90.1 pro football focus grade, which actually is – Puts him in the third spot, and there was two tied at 90.2. But he had 14 added value, and he's tied with the other other boys who are coming off this list in a little bit at 14. He had one interception, 12 passes defended. That's tied for most at the linebacker position. Uh, he's, he had no forced fumbles, four sacks, 111 combined tackles, 87 solo, which is... Uh, second most on linebackers on this list. He had 11 tackles for loss and nine quarterback hits. This dude mm. keeps everything in front of him. <laughs> That's It's so fun to watch him play. He's always lights out. He plays downhill. He plays side to side. He can cover in space despite Mike Evans catching the touchdown last week. <laughs> I this love is watching a, the, yeah, this is the 2019 performance list. So. <laughs> um. I love I love Demario Davis. I think he's a great player. So there's <laughs> try not to be biased, but I mean the stats say, speak for itself. His all pro nod speaks for himself. So Demario Davis comes in at number seventeen. And as we like to do on this on this uh, top one hundred list, you can probably guess what number sixteen is going to be. That's right. It's another linebacker. Our second ranked linebacker. Our top. Our. What am I trying to say, Jermaine? Our second highest ranked linebacker on this list. There we go. I figured it out eventually. Minnesota, uh, I almost said Minnesota Twins. Jesus. Minnesota Vikings linebacker Eric Kendricks. Eric Kendricks obviously tied for the second highest grade on pro football focus for linebackers last year at a 90.2. Also made uh, the all-pro team, the first team all-pro team uh, last year. He is Demario Davis, except he does better things than demario davis right it's really hard to pick between both of these guys i think that demario davis uh, what really boosted uh kendrick's above demario davis is that kendrick's is kind of a a lone island would you say jermaine in his defense where demario davis is kind of surrounded by playmakers yeah i mean the, the vikings have studs as well i mean you know daniel hunter and uh but <laughs> the secondary on the vikings is kind of a weak point right now I thought it was True. last. I thought it was last year, and it's even more so this year. So, Mister Kendricks, obviously the same uh, approximate value as Demario Davis, fourteen, uh, twelve passes defended, two forced fumbles, a half sack, and a hundred and ten uh, combined tackles. Four of them for a loss and two QB hits. He's kind of the prototypical drop back and coverage linebacker, uh, but he's also a huge proponent of that Vikings defense and, and their ability to stop the run. So that's yeah. uh, number 16. Yeah, if you like a good linebacker play, I mean, the last two that just came off the list is what you want to watch. Those dudes are absolute ball players. That's what Nick Saban likes to coach, right? Indeed, ball players. <laughs> All right, so coming in at number 15 is the uh, second highest ranked Hog Molly on our list. He had a 90.8 pro football focus grade. He had 16 pro football reference added value that has him tied for second most. Um, he played 1,058 snaps. He actually, shockingly, had six penalties and gave up one sack. But we're ta- uh, he was also an all-pro. 
um, which you'll probably see a trend with the top 25. Um, he plays for the New Orleans Saints. He's an offensive tackle, Ryan Ramscheck. Uh, this dude's an absolute stud. He loves to deliver the, the pow pow on all these defensive players and just knock them to the ground. He's a anchor. The He's the anchor on the right side of the offensive line for the Saints. And man, we actually traded Brandon Cooks to draft him. So I think that worked out. You worked out pretty well. And like we said, we love the uh, underappreciated offensive lineman on this podcast. So number 15, Ryan Ramschek. Uh, coming in at number 14 is, again, a guy. I seem to be getting the guys that uh, get traded to uh, maybe uh, better situations, question mark. And number 14 is wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins. Obviously, an Arizona Cardinal now for the purposes of our list. He's a Houston Texan. Uh, last year, 2019, was his third straight all-pro season. Uh, he was third in the NFL in receptions with 104. He was, for receiving yards per game, he was eighth in the NFL in 2019. I mean, what what can you say about this guy that hasn't already been said? There's a reason that the Cardinals gave up such a large trade package for him because he gets the stuff done. 104 receptions, like I said, 1,165 yards, seven touchdowns. 11.2 yards per reception. I mean, even with, we, we detailed the Texans' offensive struggles. And, I mean, this this guy really didn't have any support in terms of receivers or tight ends. So he was getting double and triple teamed the whole game and still managed to pull in over 1,100 yards. So my man, DeAndre Hopkins, nuke at 14. Yeah, seeing <laughs> seeing the triple teams on him was wild last year. I don't remember seeing that for wide receivers. And then you send them to his most recent team. I know it's one sample size, but 14 catches, <laughs> 14 catches. This dude is absurd. Absurd. So coming in at number 13 is another Minnesota 13. Viking. He's actually uh, the second best defensive lineman on our list. Uh <laughs> Dude had an 89.4 pro football focus grade and 12 added value. It's none other than defensive end, Daniil Hunter. What a great last name for a, a defensive end who's just chasing sacks, bro. <laughs> yeah, no one can really make fun of him. Do, do you think that's why he's such a good defensive end? Is because his name is Daniel or Daniel? <laughs> uh, I'm not making that joke. <laughs> because, because, it's a, because it's a girl's name, you get it? <laughs> so he had 14 and a half sacks last year, 70 combined tackles, 52 solo and 22 quarterback hits with three forced fumbles and one recovered three. That is geez. That was tied for most. That was tied for the most in uh, for defensive linemen. Dropping the hammer. Dude's an absolute stud anchor on that defensive line. Uh, now that Everson Griffin's gone, it's really just a, it's a, his show. It's his show up there in uh, uh, the Minnesota land. Hopefully that defense. <laughs> That's right. Hopefully that defense gets it well, together. Now, I mean, they they got Yannick and Gakwe, right? So. Oh, that's right. That's so right. it. So luckily, he won't be facing double and triple teams um, all year. So because they got Yannick and Gakwe, who is a great passer in his own right. But that's number thirteen. Coming in at number twelve is the king. Mr. Titan, Mr. Derrick Henry. Uh, last year, obviously, a big proponent of the Titans' postseason run. Uh, once they ditched Marcus Mariota and promoted Ryan Tannehill, a, Free lot, Tannehill. Of, a lot of people um, along the NFL kind of attributed the success to Ryan Tannehill because there was such a big turnaround when uh, Mariota got benched, but Really, the thing was Derrick Henry was doing it uh, for the whole year and started doing it even better in the second half of the season. Uh, he was a one-time defensive, or uh, sorry, offensive player of the week. Uh, he led the NFL in rushing attempts. He led the NFL in rushing yards. He led the NFL in rushing touchdowns. He was fifth in the NFL in yards per attempt with five with five point one. He led the NFL in rushing yards per game. I mean, it, what what more can you say from this man? He was fourth in the NFL in all-purpose yards. 
Uh, he was fifth in the NFL in total touches. I mean, Derrick Henry can can really do it all. Need I say more, Jermaine? No, I think you actually said too much. I mean, I think he's pretty good at football, <laughs> and, uh, as as evidenced by his number twelve spot on this list. Um, yeah, we actually, when putting this list together, it was pretty hard to to. <laughs> we tried to get him in the top ten, but it was it, yeah. was, it proved difficult with uh, some of these ball players that were that are ahead of him. So, uh, still top fifteen, really good spot to come in. That dude's a uh, dude's a baller. I was just thinking about this, like. Is he already the most prolific Titan in Titan history? <laughs> uh, Eddie George, probably. I would say Eddie George more than him, but he he's he's very quickly, very quickly moving, uh, moving there. I, th- I would say uh, <laughs> Kevin Dyson, right? Ke- most- better than better than Eddie George, though. <laughs> no, that's just a shot at by Titans fans because Ke- um, Kevin Kevin Dyson came up one yard short. Kerry uh, Collins. Kerry <laughs> Collins, bro. Whoa. <laughs> uh, no, it's got to be Goskowski after his Monday Night Football performance, right? Yeah, it has to be, yeah. <laughs> Kicker kick. of the year. Old, old uh, Cody Parkey. Cody Parkey's back. He's just wearing a Goskowski jersey. It's Blair Walsh incarnate, bro. That's right. <laughs> All right, so coming in at number 11, we've got defensive. Oh, actually, what position does he play? He plays outside linebacker, so. Outside linebacker, Pittsburgh Steelers, TJ Watt. Uh, this dude, it might be a sleeper pick for defensive player of the year this year. Might have to, might have to put a little pizza money on TJ Watt to snag that, that defensive player, dude. Are you changing it for Miles Garrett? No, dude. Miles Garrett is the pick. I'm saying this is a sleeper. I bet you his odds are outrageous if I looked it up. Probably, yeah. So that's why it's definitely a sleeper. So 91.3 pro football focus grade. That is the highest among linebackers on this list. He had a 14 added value, which was tied for second. He had two interceptions, eight pass defense, eight forced fumbles, 14 and a half sacks, 55 combined, 35 solo, 14 tackles for loss, and 36 quarterback hits last year. I just... I don't. I don't want to gloss over this absurd number that we just said. He had eight forced fumbles. Yeah, basically every time he touched the running back, the, the running back just gave up the ball. <laughs> the outrageous thing is that he's tied. He's tied for the most among linebackers. Yeah, Chandler Jones, bro, dude, he's so criminally underrated. That's why he's at number twenty six on our list. There's a lot of players that I feel like just don't get enough love. Well, that's why we, we that's why we leave it to the fans to debate uh, who they think is should be their top one hundred. Definitely, yeah, but fans are dumb. <laughs> very true, and our 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 fans are especially dumb because <laughs> because we're just as dumb. <laughs> exactly, bingo. <laughs> that's number eleven. Shout out TJ Watt. He rounds out the not top ten list. <laughs> So that's what and now we'll start the actual top ten list. This uh, is what coming in at number now. ten. C- coming in at number ten, one of the most confusing, confusingly named players in the NFL. So I don't understand how this works, Jermaine. Have I had this debate with you before? No. So number ten, Falcons wide receiver Julio Jones. Do you see what I just did? His name should either be Julio Jones or Julio Hones. You see what I'm doing? I don't even want to comment tracking? on that. I don't even okay. want to comment that. That was All right. terrible. Obviously, obviously uh, the lead receiver for the uh, Falcons for a number of years. Uh, he was sixth in the NFL in receptions last year, second in receiving yards. Uh, that's with, with 1,394 and third in receiving yards per game, which is very impressive. Uh considering uh, the Falcons were not that good last year. Uh, he has the highest pro football focus grade of any wide receiver at 90.6, 14.1 yards per reception, uh, six touchdowns last year, which again, we, we kind of said that's kind of low, um, which is pretty interesting. I wonder, I wonder if uh, Calvin Ridley snagged more, uh, more, Reds on targets than he did. Uh, Every average value, 
Yeah, every value of uh, average approximate value, Jesus, sorry, approximate value of 11. That is tied for third highest among wide receivers. Obviously, a stalwart in uh, the NFL and the top 100 list for years. And uh, now, number 10 on our list. That's uh, Julio Jones, right? Uh, Julio Jones, yes. <laughs> Outrageous. So coming in at number nine, we have the final hog molly to make the list. Uh, I mean, I don't really have to say anything, right? Everyone at home already knows it now that I've said the final hog molly. It's uh, what if Yeah, if they pay attention. It's Quentin. I destroy everyone in front of me. Don't don't be small. <laughs> Nelson. Keg stand, keg stand on catching a touchdown in the end zone. Nelson. Love it. 91.2 pro football focus grade, which is actually the second highest among um, <laughs> linemen behind Brandon Brooks, which is, was pretty shocking when we did this list. He had a pro football reference added value of 14, played 1,042 snaps, and only had three penalties, did not allow a single sack. So... Um, I don't think I have to say anything else. He transformed that Colts in his rookie season and is still continuing to do it. And now that offensive line is arguably the best offensive line in football. Yeah, very good. I mean, you, you got to look. There was, uh, I mean, the, the Colts are, are a great young team right now that if that if they can figure it out, is going to be pretty uh, pretty dangerous for a sustained playoff run. Nah, so they're, we'll, uh, they're doomed. They have Phillip Rivers now. That's, I mean, that's, that's, I, I was always questioning that, but, um, yeah, so that's, that's number nine on our list. Number eight on our list is the 2019 defensive player of the year. If you pay attention to football, you would know that's new England Patriots quarterback, Stefan Gilmore, uh, Stefan Gilmore, obviously put together, uh, an awesome season last year, uh, 21 approximate value, uh, that is tied for the highest among quarterbacks. He had six interceptions. That's sounds tied like for the league lead. Sorry, it sounds so like you're like saying quarterback. quarterback. Yeah. Yes, I'm saying cornerback, everybody. Cornerback. Uh, he was a, a got his second straight All-Pro in 2019, was a player of the month in for October, led the NFL in interceptions with six, and led the NFL with passes defended with 20. 20 passes defended. Uh, and also threw in uh, 53 tackles to boot. I mean, there's a reason he was Defensive Player of the Year, and that's because uh, he's the new Darrell Rivas. You put him on an island, and you and quarterbacks just don't even throw the ball to him anymore. <laughs> so he blanked Amari Cooper in that infamous uh, rain game that the Cowboys just uh, did not look very good. I mean, not not many teams look good against the Patriots last year, but the only player last year who who got the better of him was Devontae Parker. You remember that last that game? Yeah, I do. Yeah, Devontae Parker torched him at the end of the season, and and because Devontae Parker went off, they lost their bot, and then yeah, a streak of events happened following that. The Patriots lost Tom Brady. It's all it's all Devontae Parker's fault. You can try track it back. Well, maybe that could be a good what if then. What if it's magic and Devontae Parker don't torch the Patriots? Yeah, there you go. <laughs> All right. Coming in at number seven on this list is the final tight end. Uh, I mean, what more could you say? The dude, <laughs> he's like the only <laughs> offensive pass-catching threat on his team. Uh, he's got a pro football focus grade of 95 and an added value of 11. He had 85 catches, 1,053 yards, five touchdowns, 12.4 yards per reception, and 75.2 yards per game. Uh, it's none other than San Francisco 49ers, George Kittle. Yeah, I kind of alluded to it earlier. It's very surprising that with Kyle Shanahan's scheme in San Francisco that he's able to rack up such huge numbers. But you really think he's the one target that Jimmy Garoppolo would have when he would drop back to pass besides throwing a deep ball. Yeah. And you know, I don't know if I necessarily trust Jimmy G to get the ball outside of the numbers. So George Kittle work in the middle of the field is going to be, is going to be the dude who's wide open all the time. That's very true. What happened? Jimmy G was supposed to be something special. He he? started, he started banging porn stars. 
Oh, that's that's the start of the fall. Yep, that's the start of the fall. Is that another what if? And then he teamed up with uh, Kyle Shanahan and and blew a lead in the Super Bowl. Classic Kyle. Classic Kyle Shanahan. Shout so out that was number seven, George Kittle for the San Francisco 49ers. Number six is Mr. Unlimited. Oh, no. We're obviously talking about Russell Wilson, uh, the Seahawks quarterback. And uh, shockingly, we said this uh, trivia on our podcast, zero MVP votes throughout his entire career, which is astounding considering the stuff that I'm about to tell you. He was tied for the NFL uh, the NFL quarterback lead in uh, pro football focus grade with 91.1, tied with Lamar Jackson. Uh, he had a 15 uh, approximate value, 66% uh, completion percentage, threw for over 4,000 yards, uh, 31 touchdowns, and only five interceptions. He was a two-time player of the week last year. The passing yards were good for six in the NFL. His passing touchdowns were third in the NFL, and his passer rating at 106.3 was fifth in the NFL. This is all when you consider that he is uh, the upgraded version of Deshaun Watson because the Seahawks offensive line uh, forgets how to block at the start of every game. So he's basically running for his life. Threw a ball last year to Tyler Lockett that had uh, running uh, to his left, throwing off his back foot, uh, to the corner of the end zone with Tyler Lockett in double coverage. If you haven't seen the play, you need to go look it up. The catch probability was like 8%. Uh, put it on a dime. Tyler Lockett made a great catch, but it was a great uh, off, off, what do you call it? Off shoulder throw for Russell Wilson going against his body. I mean, it, it was incredible. You, you probably couldn't do it on Madden if you tried. It looked like a video game throw. So Russell yeah. Wilson, number six on our list. And, and give this man some MVP votes, please. Can we get so, some MVP votes for our boy, Mr. Unlimited? Here's the thing. The narrative started in the offseason about the MVP votes finally being talked about and everyone tr- talking about how he's criminally underrated, this, that, and the other. Like, he's never he's never talked about. Like, Bill Belichick just said that he thinks Russell Wilson's the best player in the league. Like, what can't he do? You know what I mean? You think it's all building up? You think it's all building up for a Russell Wilson MVP season? Oh, it's one hundred percent there. No, no matter what he does, it's one hundred percent there. And he just opened the season with what did he just do? Three fifty-five, four touchdowns, and fifty yards yeah. rushing. Yeah, I I hope I hope this season, if Russell is going to win it already, I hope it's not like the Revenant. I hope they're not just giving an Oscar to Leo just to give an Oscar. <laughs> That's a good, that's a great analogy, man. Uh, I just feel it because you know how there's always narratives. Like there was the narrative. Yep. Uh, I can definitely the, see it. When Patrick Mahomes threw for 50 and 5,000 and people were really trying to push to get Drew Brees the MVP. And I'm like, dude, guys, chill. I was like, do you see what that dude's doing? Even I'm saying it and I'm a Saints fan. I'm like. <laughs> yeah. Also, like, <laughs> also the, the, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll get to it later. We'll, we'll get to it later in this list, but. I mean, you want to talk about dudes that make improbable throws. I mean, he's he's the king of it. Uh, Russell Wilson's been doing it for longer, though. I just he doesn't get enough credit. That dude, he I does, he, he he is he is. That's I said he was an upgraded Deshaun Watson because he really is. The Seahawks have basically tried to win with their defense, but when their defense lets them down, which I, which every great defense is going to have a moment of weakness. Yeah, he right. was the guy on the other side of the ball that could pick up the team and, and go win him a game when, when they needed to win. And I, I he just uh, the fact that he has zero MVP votes and, and you want to talk about a guy that doesn't get a lot of credit from the league. I, I mean, he, he, they, they still talk about how undersized Russell Wilson is for a quarterback. Like, can we stop talking about that? Yeah, like, they yeah, also yeah, like- yeah, he, yeah. He has to roll out and throw because he can't throw over because he can't see over six five dudes. Guess what? He's thrown for over four thousand yards, um, like six times. So it must be working for him. What is it? what is it? He's like the only quarterback to start his first eight seasons with a winning record. That's right. Yeah, that that was not, I, I believe that was a trivia question. But yeah, he's the only the only the only quarterback in NFL history to start his first eight seasons. To, to his first eight seasons in the NFL, they were yeah. all winning seasons. But he wants to. Uh, but they still want to talk about how he has uh, how he has small hands. Yeah, 
Yeah, I don't understand. So I've been saying this for years, like watching him and Aaron Rodgers as well play. They're just magic. It's just magic. Because some of the throws they make should not be completed. I I just I, I don't think Russell Wilson's going to amount to much, you know? <laughs> I don't think he's really going to be that good. I'll take the opposite side of the narrative. I just, you know, ever since he left NC State, it's kind of been just a downhill. Uh, it's been a, It's been a descent for him. He's actually kind of a loser. I mean, see his Super Bowl loss. Interception. I mean, his, wife's not, his wife's not very pretty or famous either. No. No, he's a poor man's Alex Smith. By by the way, saw Russell Wilson play at NC State go back. Nobody cares about NC and State. If we, and if we and if we had an offense that didn't throw five yard checkdowns, shout out Tom O'Brien, uh, he probably would have done pretty well. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, with that being said, we have now completed one hundred through six Justin Tucker to Russell Wilson are off the board and well it's top five time and I think everyone knows everyone knows uh, who's going to be in this top five right right yeah they have to like come on now unless you crawl under a rock for the 2019 season you can probably give me the top five players in the NFL yeah so coming in at number five we've got Wide receiver of the New Orleans Saints, one Michael Thomas. He had a 90.4 pro football focus grade, and he had an 18 added value from pro football reference. That is the highest among wide receivers. <laughs> In fact, it's six points higher than the next closest wide receiver, which was actually Stefan Diggs. How's that? How's that for something you didn't expect, huh? Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> Recently... Recently traded off disgruntled <laughs> Stefan Diggs. Off disgruntled, so, even when winning. So Michael Thomas had a record-breaking season. He had 149 catches. He had 1,725 yards. He had nine touchdowns, 11.6 yards per reception, and 107.8 yards per game. I mean, that's that's pretty outrageous. And what's awesome is like I love that everyone's like, oh yeah, but he just can't, he got that many balls because he catches five yard slants all the time. And I'm like, oh come on, guys. Yeah, it's a real shame that he. I mean, it's pretty impressive that he got all those yards running just five yard slants. I know that would be. It's almost like he'd have to catch the ball four hundred and something times to actually get those stats. But uh, here's here's a little fun fun facts for you. Since 2018, most receptions of 15 plus yards. Julio Jones, 88. Mike Evans, oh, so, 73. So he runs so he runs 15-yard slants. Michael Thomas, 69. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> and everyone wants to tell me. He's, so here's, here's another thing. Here's another thing. For all those people who say on Twitter who don't want to give this man any respect, who I'm going to give you his stats in 2019 without slant routes. Give them to me. All right. Reception grade, 90 would be third amongst wide receivers based on pro football focus. Uh, catches 119, he'd still be first. So that means he lost 30, 30 catches from slats. Yards, 1,421, he'd still be first. Touchdowns, six, tied for 19th. Wide receiver rating, 120.9. That'd be sixth best. Explosive plays, 15-plus yards, he'd have 39. That's second. <laughs> amongst wide receivers yards yes, per remain, but 25 percent of his catches came from slants so 25 percent. no it's not it's, yeah. Le- yeah, it's less said, than that you said you said he lost 30 catches and he had 100 he would have had 120 119 and he lost yeah. 30 yeah so, so thir- 30 of 149 100 100 yeah whatever it works out <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it, all right, dude. Yes. Anyways, yards per <laughs> math is hard. <laughs> yards per route run, two point nine two. That's first, first among wide receivers. That's for all those detractors back there that are, that want to do that. So, anyways, Mike Tuckman's pig skin. Well, number five. Welcome to the list, young man. 
Yeah, and and a, a really great again a thorn a, a thorn in my side as a Carolina Panthers fan. But this next pick brings me just absolute joy as a Carolina Panthers fan. And we're gonna feed this man the ball until he dies, uh, which will probably be in three years if he keeps playing the snap count that he plays. That's obviously Christian McCaffrey, run CMC, uh, the running back for the Carolina Panthers. Last year, he was only the third player in NFL history to post a thousand yard rushing and a thousand yard receiving. Uh, in the same year. The last person, Marshall Falk in 1999, and then Roger Craig in 1985. For CMC, I mean, there was one point last year where they had to stop playing him because he was literally playing 100% of the Carolina snaps. And this wasn't like week eight. This was like week 13. Uh, And they sat him. He ended up playing 93% of all Carolina Panthers snaps. Uh, 287 rush yards, or, or 287 rush attempts, 1,387 yards, 15 touchdowns, 4.8 yards per carry, 86 yards per game. Then you want to talk about his catches. 116 receptions last year, 1,005 yards, four touchdowns. If you go to wide receivers and you look at 116 receptions, he would have been second, I believe, right, Jermaine? Right, yep. He would have been second for all wide receivers uh, on this list. Just got a nice, healthy extension from the Carolina Panthers. Thank God. Um, didn't have to go through all this contract dispute and stuff like that. A truly incredible year for Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, it, <laughs> it's pretty outrageous what he was able to put together. And one thing that shocked me about this was I thought he touched the rock more, which is outrageous to say out loud because I mean he still touched it a lot, right? You look but, at you look at those you look at his rushing stats. And you say, oh, he rushed the ball less than three hundred times. Yeah, that's what I was shocked. You and, know why? Because you know why he, he no, you know why he rushed less and why? caught a lot more. It's because the oh, Panthers okay. were down by twenty in each game. Because <laughs> we had Kyle Allen and Will Greer as our quarterbacks. He did all this with Kyle Allen and Will Will Greer. Now you got Teddy two gloves, Teddy touchdowns, Teddy take him to the bank. Bro, Teddy, look, take your ass to the bench. He looked good against the Raiders. Yeah, and we lost. It's just like every Panthers quarterback in history. He looks that's good and we lose. That's because we don't know a single player on your defense right now. Uh, Kwame Short. <laughs> exactly. Trey, Trey Boston. Exactly, bro. Your defense is abysmal. Uh, yeah. I'm glad I got to shit on the Panthers once before this podcast was over. <laughs> All right, so, coming, run, so coming in head no, that stats don't mean anything. Stats are fake. Stats are fake. Right, so coming in at number three, we've got the final defensive lineman on this list. I mean, he had a down year and still had twelve and a half sacks. Like that's a down year. That's how outrageous his, t- his statistics are. <laughs> this man had two pass defense, two forced fumbles, 48 combined tackles, 29 solo, 20 tackles for loss, 24 quarterback hits, and he's the only defensive lineman with a safety. <laughs> All while Because he, he probably picked up the quarterback and carried him into the end zone. <laughs> from, the, from, the, from their 40. <laughs> All while facing three offensive linemen <laughs> on every right. snap. This man still put these numbers on paper. If you don't know who I'm talking about by now, I'm talking about Aaron Donald. The he Incredible a- Hulk. Oh, wait, it's Aaron Donald? <laughs> it's Aaron Donald. Actually, I think Marvel's trying to cast him as the next Hulk. So he had a 93.6 pro football focus grade, right? And 15 added value for pro football reference. And I was looking through the list like as you were talking and going through trying to see who had the highest grades of pro football focus on our list and George Kittle was number one which shocked me but he, you know he is a blocking a very good blocking tight end but Aaron Donald's number two 93.6 jeez pro football He's, focus uh, that's a freak that's outrageous, bro. Dude, and the, making the way on the internet right now is that he's going to kill Carson Wentz this weekend. Over he's going to murder him. Over Save uh, Carson Wentz. Over under. Actually, who do you have money on? 
a Deshaun Watson or Carson Wentz retiring like Andrew Luck first? Uh, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe Burrow. He threw the ball 61 times last night. It was outrageous, dude. I don't I don't understand. <laughs> Hashtag fire Zach Taylor. <laughs> rookie quarterback. Let's have him throw 61 times. Yeah, and get him killed. And Can we run the ball a little bit? And someone was just like, oh, he completed 37. That's good. I'm like, no, that's not. That's an awful percentage, dude. <laughs> They're like, he had 300 yards. It's like he threw it 61 times. He better have He should 300. have 300 yards. He should <laughs> yeah. have 600 yards. Yeah, he should have way more. I was just like, he that's have 450 yards. Oh, that was just not good. So if you've been paying attention to this list, now 100 through 3. Aaron Donald being the third, run CMC being four, Michael Thomas being five. Uh, you know who the next two are, right? Now, it, but the order of the next two is going to be what's is going to be what's going to cause a little bit of debate here. So coming in at number two, obviously a dynamic player, uh, a guy who uh, when he can't make the throw makes the play with his legs. I'm obviously talking about Lamar Jackson. 2019 MVP. Do you like how I let on the P there? Uh, 2019 MVP. I mean, what can you... I already alluded it to. Second, uh, tied for highest pro football focus grade. uh, Or, yeah, tied for second highest pro football grade among quarterbacks with a 91.1. One of three quarterbacks that are above 90. 66% completion percentage. uh, Over 3,100 yards. 36 touchdowns. Six interceptions. That's uh, if you're following along at home. That's obviously six touchdowns per interceptions. He broke the single season rushing record for a QB held by Mike Vick. He rushed for twelve hundred and six yards. Jermaine, that's outrageous. Uh, may I say, not bad for a running back. <laughs> All time great. All time great and- line. And number two, big trust, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson, the P is silent in Lamar. <laughs> uh, Lamar. Lamar. Man, so with that being said, obviously, obviously you know who's next. It's a fellow fellow quarterback. Uh, he did a little something important last year, right? Right, Nick? He, he did some – what did he do? What, what did he do last year? Damn, Patrick Mahomes? Yeah, it's just not coming to mind. Um, oh, that's right. He won the freaking Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. Is that, uh, is that a good thing these days? <laughs> it's all right. I don't think that's what you strive for. See, Cowboys fans. <laughs> oh, no. So come insert in. And- dancing, insert, insert dancing Nigerians gif here. <laughs> So coming in at number one, ladies and gentlemen, we have Super Bowl champion quarterback Patrick Mahomes of the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he dislocated his knee last year, which I feel like everyone forgot about. I feel like nobody remembers that he dislocated his knee. Well, I think I think he made them forget about it. I don't think there was – I think he was like, oh, that kneecap? Well, that's why God gave me two. Two. <laughs> He's like, put a little – Put a little Bengay on it. I'll be good. <laughs> he was like, Andy, I don't even throw off that knee. Don't you see? I, I can do a backflip and throw a ball. It's fine. I don't need a, I don't need this. The arm is fine, Andy. Don't worry. So he had an added value of 17, which is the second highest uh, among quarterbacks uh, behind Lamar's 25, which is that's an outrageous number to see. Um, he had 319 attempts, 484 completions. It's good for a 65.9 completion percentage. Despite missing, I believe it was three games, uh, and and the end of that game that he dislocated. So uh, it was Shout out Matt Moore. It, it's about 4,031 yards. Um, he had 20. Yeah, shout out Matt Moore. He had 26 touchdowns and five interceptions, which is good enough for a touchdown to interception ratio of 5.2. Um. Yeah, Lamar Jackson's year was great, but Patrick Mahomes won the won the Super Bowl, and he was also the MVP of the year before that. So it's not like he's not good. <laughs> <laughs> he picks as well. 
<laughs> yeah. So I guess you can debate that. Lamar Jackson's MVP season was fire, but we take into account playoffs, right? When making this list, we take into account playoffs, which is why Derrick Henry came so close to being in the top 10, right? Um, and Lamar Jackson, again, um, and no, it's a team sport, but he did not look great in the playoffs and lost to the Tennessee Titans again. Again. Didn't, win, didn't win a single playoff game. So that knocked him. And that made our decision fairly easy. One won the Super Bowl, one did it. You know, Super Bowl over MVP. You would say that, right? Right? You would rather I have would, the Super yes. Bowl than the MVP. And uh, would- I I would, yes. I have neither, so I would say, yeah, if I'm gonna win one, I'm gonna want to win a Super Bowl. If I'm gonna win one, I'm gonna win Super Bowl MVP. Which means I won the Super Bowl. <laughs> Who won Super Bowl MVP? It should have been Damian Williams. Should have been Damian Williams. Should have been, but they gave it to Patrick Mahomes because they're trying to set him up to be the face of the NFL. Which ridiculous. Which give I, it to Damian Williams. He'll be out of the league in like a year. Just give it to dude, him, and he'll be like one of those trivia questions. It was the same. Yeah, that would be a great trivia because he's getting replaced already. The dude is sat out. He's already hundred percent. But like twenty years from now, you can be like, "Who won the 2019 Super Bowl MVP after rushing for however much he rushed for 180 yards or something in the Super Bowl?" You and I love trivia. We even started an island trivia night, bro. Well, you did most of the work, but <laughs> you were there. You were there. You were there. Don't hey, don't count yourself out. <laughs> I you, got you there. Right. You there bringing me beers is what really drove the night. <laughs> about the power behind the throne. Shout out to SBs, bro. So that's it. That brings our list to an end. Uh, we went a little long and tangential with the top twenty-five, but so what? Suck it. <laughs> Finance and cut up, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, all right, so the trivia question. The trivia question. So shout out Pat- Patrick Mahomes. You're the best player in the NFL right now. Uh, I don't think anyone would argue that, though. <laughs> so the trivia question was, I how many not. teams that led the NFL Top 100 with most selections won the Super Bowl that year? And the answer is a big fat zero. No. Zippo. No team that has had the most selections has won the Super Bowl that year. So it almost pays to not have a talented roster. So in 2011, the Baltimore Ravens led it with eight, and the Packers won. 2012, the 49ers and Ravens tied for seven, and the Giants won. 2013, shout out Eli Manning. 2013, the 49ers had nine. That was that. I'm sorry, did you call him Eli Manning? I think you meant to call him the great equalizer. (laughs) <laughs> Tom Brady's kryptonite. <laughs> the playoff equal, equalizer. Oh, man. 49ers had nine, and they actually lost to the Ravens in the Super Bowl that year. In, four, in 2014, the Broncos and 49ers tied for seven. Seahawks won. 2015, Seahawks had eight. Patriots won. That's the infamous interception on the goal line. In 2016, the Chiefs had nine, and the Broncos won. In 2017, the Seahawks had eight, and the Patriots won. In 2018, the Vikings and Rams each tied for seven. And that's when Nick, Big Dick Nick won, won the Super Bowl for the Eagles. In 2019, the Cowboys led with eight. And we all know the Cowboys ain't winning shit. So the Patriots won that year. 2020, the Ravens and Chiefs tied for seven. And the Chiefs won. Oh, wow. Wait a minute. So the answer, the answer is one. Uh-oh. That's a Nick talks out of his ass moment right there. So yeah. the trivia answer was one, the Chiefs. That's right. I That was the reason why this came up, because the Chiefs were the first one to do it. I have to double-check that t- 2020 list. Anyways, Nick talks out of his ass for next episode. <laughs> they, everybody, thank you for joining us through these parts. Parts, uh, obviously, one and two are on the street right now. Parts three and four will be... Uh, on the street very shortly. Please don't hesitate to let us know what you guys think, what we got right, what we got wrong, what you, where you guys think your top five, your top 10, your top 20, whatever you guys want to tell us, please let us know. Obviously on the social and Instagram, Instagram and Twitter at podcast room 303. Uh, yeah. Determined, determined recorder out. Hey, room 303 listeners. Are you looking for a way to make every game day exciting? Even when your favorite team isn't suiting up? then Thrive Fantasy is the destination you're looking for. A -a one-of-a-kind daily fantasy sports app for player props. They have options for NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports. Guess what? 
They even take all the research out of it for you by only asking about top-tier athletes in their respective sports. Each prop has a fantasy point total associated with the over-under based on its likelihood to occur. The more points a selection is worth, the riskier it is, baby. Rack up the most points to win a share of the prize pool. Build your lineup daily and earn all that moolah. For NFL, choose 10 out of 20 player prop options. NBA, MLB, PGA, and eSports, choose 5 out of 10 player prop options. With PGA having new contests each match day, Thursday, Friday, and so on. Still on the fence? Well, here's the nudge you need. Use promo code ROOM303 when you sign up and you will receive an instant $20 bonus on your first deposit of $20 or more. I'll repeat that. Promo code ROOM303. A $20 bonus. Thrive has awarded over $1.3 million in prizes since launch in 2018. What are you waiting for? To be up 28 to 3? Download Thrive Fantasy now and prop up today. Not all states qualify. 